What's up, y'all? This is Vince Ellis with another edition of Preaching Pistons, Freep.com's podcast on your Detroit Pistons and the NBA. It's two days since the Pistons dropped game one of the best of seven series against the Cleveland Cavaliers in the first round series. And with game two Wednesday night at the queue, I'm here with Free Press columnist Sean Windsor to break down game two. What's up, Sean? How you doing, Vince? Thanks for having me, as always. Great, great, great. We're actually at here at the practice facility. The team has just uh, departed uh, on the team plane. Uh, round ball one, headed down to Cleveland uh, for the game tomorrow. Meanwhile, I had to watch you try to take a few jump shots. And, uh, you know, come on. Um, I would say your jump shot form is better than mine. But before we start, I got to tell you something. Since we have the food hour before we start mm-hmm. these things, did not get a chance to go to Greenhouse Tavern another day before lunch or for dinner. I had to do the whole quick hotel thing because I was so busy. But I will be there Wednesday for lunch. Okay. Shooting rounds at ten, games at eight o'clock. I'll find time to make it over there. I think time. so. I think so. Okay. Maybe <laughs> you can find time to work on your jump shot too. Oh wow! Rim shot from Sean Windsor. Anyway, but that being said, my jump shot does need work, so maybe I'll take up his advice and get it done. But anyway, um, moving on to the subject at hand or the matter at hand, the Pistons lost game one, 106-101. Big nights from the big three, from Kevin Love, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, they all combined. They combined for over 80 points. Actually, 81 points was the actual total. But before we talk about what went wrong, let's talk about what went right in game one, Sean. They made threes. And then they made some more threes, right? I mean, that was the thing. I think they shot – I mean, they shot at a, a, a level, especially Marcus Morris, in the first half. Who would he have, 19 first half 19 points? 19 first half make, points. And what did he make, three or four threes? I can't remember. But uh, they, they made threes at a, at a clip that they weren't going to sustain in the second half when they were going to have to adjust a little bit. But, but before, like you said, before we get to the end of the game, they, they shot the ball well. And you know what, Vince, you and I have talked about this before. They have scored the ball – Pretty well overall since they got Harris. Yes, since they, they got they, put in the starting really lineup, they, have, they scored a nice clip. The shooting comes and goes, but they still figure out a way to score points. They do, they do. They get to the rim. They just they couldn't find a way to get to the rim, which kind of leads us to the second part of that is what, what happened at the end of the game after all that terrific scoring, the first three quarters, three quarters plus, right? Do you think they play over their heads? Well, maybe shooting-wise a little bit. I mean, because they're not Golden State. I mean, they're not – and they're not Cleveland. Cleveland – I mean, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving, those guys can make can make threes at a better clip than uh, Caldwell Pope and Marcus Morris or Tobias Harris. That's just the reality of it. But I don't know if they played over their heads. You know, they can. We've seen them make shots before, right? Right, I right. Mean, I mean, we have. You it, know, we, J- Jackson didn't have one of his games, right? No, he did not. He did. He did not. Um, I would say people that think. I think there's room for improvement there for the Pistons. Obviously, I don't think necessarily from the shooting end, but you know, maybe. In a perfect world, maybe the big three doesn't come back, go for over 80 points. So maybe when their shooting goes down, maybe the performance of the big three comes down just a touch. It does, but the one has to worry about a little bit if you're a Pistons uh, fan or part of this organization is that even though they scored, they didn't shoot particularly well. I mean, Love shot okay. Irving did, was well below 50%. LeBron probably shot the best percentage. But then again, he you know he gets in the lane a little bit more. And plus, but, uh, he's, I think LeBron was more facilitator mode that day. He, he really he, was looking he, to dominate, take so over. So they scored all those points with that, and it's not like they had lights out kind of game. So that that's a little bit worrisome, I think, if you're uh, if you're a fan of the Pistons. But um, but I'm with you. I think the Pistons going to absolutely play 
better. And let's talk about what the things they did to get the lead. Talk about the bench performance. Seven for eight. Um, the Baines played well. Um, Reggie Bullock he shot he well. continued his second half resurgence. Yeah. And Stanley Johnson had his best offensive game in a while. He did to the point where down the stretch, uh, and Van Gundy talked to us about that today after practice, that he, he asked his assistant coaches, what, three times, I think he told us? Three separate times he said, hey, should we keep Johnson in? And in the end they decided to go with Tobias Harris, and I think he regretted that a little bit. After the game, or at least he said he... Well, he's he, he kind of like uh, uh, went back to... Stuck to his guns a little bit there when we just talked to him a little today, bit. Today, but, yeah. but after the game, and he was a little bit regretful, wasn't he? I mean, he kind of... Yes. Uh, As a matter of fact, he, he blamed himself a lot for the loss. He did, because, because Johnson had something going, and, and Harris didn't, and he knew that, and that's why he was talking to his staff about it. He could see it. Harris wasn't quite ready for that moment. My guess is he will be better tomorrow night, right? I think, uh, that, was, think. that was his first playoff game. It was Johnson's first playoff game, too, but they're different personalities. Harris Johnson's, is just a more chill, laid-back dude. Johnson's an alpha male. He is. He is. And Harris is just a, you know, he's more of a kind of a chill guy and a nice guy in that way. You can see the way he went in the lane a couple times. He went in, he, he hesitated. He went in like he, he didn't think he was going to get to the line or make the bucket. He went in just to kind of, well, that's the right basketball play, but do I, you know, do I really want to be there? And you can see that in his body language, and Johnson showed none of that. None of that. <laughs> the funny thing about this, I, I asked Sean specifically, what did the Pistons do right? He can't help but go back to what they did wrong because he's sitting there talking about the biases. And I said I, I was going to talk about I was going to talk about what went wrong later, but they, we can't. You know what? They made, they wrong made shots, and, and, and other than Harris, I think everybody was ready to play, and uh, they were fearless. Uh, That's what they did right. One of the things that I see people keep talking to me, and hit me up on Twitter about it, um, I guess it speaks to sometimes the silliness of of people's opinions where that how this series goes is whether Andre Drummond deserves a max contract or not. Well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't it? It is. It is. I mean, he's how old is he? 22? Four games to determine all that, right? 22. He's 22. He's 22. He's 22, right? I guess people don't like the fact that you're paying for future performance. You're not paying for past performances when you're giving out contracts. I know, because the rest of the work world, you, you get your raise based on what you've just done, mm-hmm. or at least in theory. I mean, if you're in, a, if you're in an industry where you get raises instead of pay cuts, you're, uh, you, you're, theor- you're theoretically you're getting paid for what you've just done. But in sports, we know that it can't always work that way. You know, maybe a, maybe a Kobe at the end of his career, he's going to keep getting maxed out, and Michael Jordan did, right? Because you're you're a draw, excuse me. You bring people into the arenas and the stadiums, whatever. I mean, some of the owners are sentimental that way, and, and that's cool, and that's fine. And, and sports can never work like the rest of the world. But a lot, you're right, Vince. A large part of this is guessing. How good are they going to be? Yeah, yeah. There you go. How good is this player going to be? Exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. But here's a question for you that I have, and you probably know where I'm going with this. Okay. All right. Kobe or Jordan? No, it's completely. I'm going to surprise you. Warriors with this or question. Bulls? It's going to surprise you with this question. I just called up on my laptop the coverage of when the Tigers signed. As I'm getting this odd sound from my laptop, please. There you go. I just called up a story on my laptop when the Tigers signed Jordan Zimmerman to a five-year, hundred ten million dollar deal. I'm bad at math, but how many? Years, how much money is that? That's twenty-two million dollars a year. Five year, one hundred and ten million. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, about 
That sounds about no, no, no. Twenty five, twenty seven. Five Twenty seven. Five years, one hundred ten million. It would be. Yeah. No, uh, five no, years. Yeah, twenty two. Yeah, twenty two. Twenty two million. All right. Okay. We didn't. That's reasonable. Sorry. Journalists. Sorry. We're not math people. No, no. Sorry. Yeah, twenty two. So, so here's the deal, though. How come people jump for joy and are happy and ecstatic about a team signing what I would call a two three starter? To $22 million a year for a guy who helps you one fifth of your games versus a center for an NBA team who's going to help you on a nightly basis for the same amount. Well, Explain I, that to me, Sean, Well, I, I, I think it's goofy. It is, and I'm not sure exactly what you're you're getting at here. I, I, well, one thing, I mean, they're different sports, and you can't really compare pitchers. It's like comparing I will tell pitchers you this. to everyday I'm players tell you in sports. Zimmerman guy, did have a couple of good years. I'm he a did. seam head. I know you Huge. Are. Baseball fan. He had a couple Huge of good years Huge Pirates fans. And when you're playing the Washington Nationals over the last few years, yeah. you hope you got Jordan Zimmerman, good pitcher, but you didn't want no part of Strasburg or Scherzer. No, okay? you're right, you're Because right. they would make us look bad. Even this game where uh, Zimmerman. So what are you saying? It's okay to pay, you know, 26-year-old white guys but not uh, 22-year-old black guys? Is I wanted you saying? to say that, not me. No, no, why not? Why can't you say it? Eh, because I don't really, because I'm a one thing, I'm not a columnist, and you are. No, no, but do, but do you get that? So no, this is a really, no, let's get serious here for a minute. So do you sense that in your Twitter feed? Do you sense that there's well, a little bit of there is a racism general, here? general resentment of, I think, young, urban, African-American males getting broke off with money like that. Because and again, and it's not a, it's not a, that's not coming through in their heads. They're not going out. I'm not calling folks racist, but it's a, it's, it's a resentment there. It's a systemic thing. You know what? And I think your point is a really good one, Vince. And the idea, too, is, is, is big guys. It's not just, I mean, I think it's more even That's more part problematic of for big guys because they don't move with the same. They don't have that energy. Most big guys don't. They just, it's hard. When you're that tall and you're that big, it's hard to move like a six-foot-two guy. So I think that plays into it, too. And, again, but that, that gets into an old racist trope. Does Drummond work hard enough? Bam. And people is, is, is he lazy? Does he really deserve that money because isn't he kind of a little bit lazy? I mean, hint, hint. Right? Yeah, yep, 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 yep. You're getting there. You're getting there. And, and again, if you were consistent, but let's be frank about it. Who impacts winning more? Andre Drummond at $22 million or George Zimmerman at $22 million? Well, so far he's pitched well. So, but no. But let's, but even, you, let's even go back to this. I saw that game against the Pirates. Okay, the Pirates had runner, base runners all over that whole freaking um, game. He got out of a couple of jams. And he that's was just, lucky no, to get out no, of that no, game. No, scoreless. no, 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 no. Lucky. You just sound like a Pirates fan. Now that's a Pirates fan talk. No, no, it's not. If you even advanced baseball stats tell you, if you have a higher whip, if you allow a lot of uh, base runners, you're going to give up runs statistically. That's why you and like he, guys with lower, and, and he, he gives up base runners in the, that game. He did. He made the pitches when he needed to. But no. But your overall point, I, th- I think it's true. There's something about Drummond. I don't know if it's partly the free throws. I think it's partly his demeanor. He doesn't smile a lot. I, th- I think it's partly his um, the, the the way he moves. How he just he takes his time. And uh, big guys fight that, but I but I think the idea of being young and black and not not worthy worthy not worthy of that kind of money, I absolutely think that's part of it. It is. Come on, man. It, this is this is how we are. This is where our our country's got a long way to go. We really do. We have assumptions. We make assumptions about each other all the time. We do it sometimes. We don't even realize we're doing it. And here's the main thing about it is this. And will Andre Drummond ever be that guy that worthy of that contract? I don't know. I, and we're not even saying that. 
But when you look at a rising salary cap, a guy making $20 million on a $120 million salary cap is not that big a deal. How good is he going to be in three years? That's the question. And that's what they're paying for. That's what you got to How good is he going to be at 25? What's his ceiling? Exactly. Now, he might right? be at his ceiling. But the Pistons right now have to invest and hopefully, ho- and hoping that his best is ahead of him. And at 18-22, the gamble is probably right that he will get better, better see, correct? To me, you got to think about it in basketball terms, too. So, like, okay, the other, the other night, um, or the other afternoon, rather, Sunday afternoon in Cleveland, they go small, loves the big guy, so to speak. And Drummond, and he, this is my issue with Drummond. I think he's quick enough and athletic enough but it's not to be that, able to stay. He, does, he doesn't know, he how, sh- he doesn't know how to do theory, it. It's a, it's a technique. Physically, I, yes, it's you're right. It's a technique thing. He, he, he still is learning how to guard the rim. Asking him to go out there and guard people, but on the does perimeter. he have the physical? Oh, no doubt. Does he I have think, the physical tools to stay? People yes. are saying, "Well, he can't stay with Kevin Love." Like Kevin Love is like Kyrie Irving. No. That's ridiculous. He can't. Does stay. he have the physical tools to stay with him? He, Absolutely. But that's still a technique. Learning how to do that stuff, and the guy struggles guarding the rim. Now. I agree. And so but, asking him, but to, at some point, you know, you got to say, "Does somebody have a feel for the game?" That's to me the biggest but, question no, about him. But will he ever get that? All, will he ever get most that? bigs struggle guarding that perimeter guys out there? Shoot, look at like. DeMarcus Cousins has a very good athletic face. He should be able to run down somebody like Kevin Love, but he can't do it. He's uh, not as quick as Drummond. You know who I think of. But is, uh, he's, but I think I, of Deontay Davis at Michigan State, who showed over the course of the year how to get out on the perimeter and move his feet. He, he showed an ability to do uh, different body to type, too. That. He's no, more of a rangy he, guy. He's thin, and, he's rangy. Yeah, yeah, the, the height is similar. They're about the same height. But Andre's carrying around more bulk than Deontay is, Davis, though. Which makes him a better rebounder and. And it's just what makes him somewhat freakish is because he's got all that bulk, but he's still got that explosion. Sure. It's, a, it's like a Barkley-esque combination. Sure. He's not as big as Barkley, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, when you've when you got to have that kind of weight and that kind of tree trunk, that, that, those hips and those legs that he has. But you and that get, lends itself. But when you can get up like he does. But that's one of the things where he has to carry that weight around when he, he faces does someone like Kevin Love. He does laterally out there. Kevin Love is accustomed to playing out there, and he's not. Well, here's the other thing. Here's the, here's the, the main question with all this. So if you're, gonna, if, you, if you're not going to be able to put him out there, they're going to go small. And Van Gundy hinted at it today. Uh, Tobias Harris hinted at it today. They're going to adjust and go small themselves. You know, you can hear some things around this building today. They are. They're going to go small where, where Harris is going to be on um, – Harris is going to be out there with Morris and Stanley Johnson. Sure. So sure. either Morris or Harris will be on uh, on Love, and the mm-hmm. other one take LeBron, or maybe Johnson takes LeBron. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna they're gonna <coughs> have to counter with that. So theoretically, so you're, or if the guy Anthony Tolliver is a guy they might throw out there. They as could well, too, the, 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 although he's not quite as quick. But the guy, but he can stay with. So the he guy can stay with about, Kevin Love. Right. The guy we're talking about spending all this money then would be on the bench. You know, and you and you and, and that's the thing they're going to have to think about is this league. I mean, Golden State goes small all the time, right? I mean, Bogut's a big part of that team, but there are long stretches where Andre Iguodala comes out and Bogut comes to the bench, and uh, and their big guy is Draymond Green, right? So is that the future of this league? I mean, that's another thing they've got to consider. But you still need someone to go get you 15 rebounds a game. You do if you don't have Draymond, and he's a very unique player. Yes, and they don't have Draymond. Right. Um, and also, you hope one day that – Andre can develop into someone like a DeAndre Jordan or a young Dwight Howard type guy. That's what the Pistons are banking on. But you can't sit there and say, well, you've got to make that decision now to make it. You can't wait till he becomes that to pay him. You've got to make the decision now. Do you think he has that in him? Well, and here's the thing. Those are both good comparisons. I don't know if he's quite – he's not built like – I mean, people forget Dwight Howard was 
was a hell of a player. I mean, he was a. I know he was one of the top I five mean, players in the league oh every year for, for, for uh, four, and, four or five years stretch. And the way he was built, though, with those shoulders, he had a little bit more explosion. But still, that's not a bad comparison. But the DeAndre Jordan, I think, I think Drummond can be better offensively than either he's, of those guys. He's better than DeAndre Jordan offensively right, right now. Right, he is right now. I agree. I think he can be better offensively than both those guys. And DeAndre Jordan just got a max deal. Is he going to go out and close out and block shots the way Howard used to when he was 24? I don't know, man. No, but Howard was a – we've just, forgotten how good Howard was. You might was. not want him to be Dwight Howard. He might not be as good as Dwight Howard, but you want him to approach that. I guess maybe uh, – I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Dwight Howard or or, or any other all-time great Ben, right. but you want him to approach that. Guess right, what I'm saying? Right, right, right. You do. Yeah, and that's, you if do. you're a Pistons fan or if you're in the Pistons front office. You do. So, so, what, uh, so what's he going to do? Tomorrow night. So how is Drummond going to help tomorrow night? I mean, that, that's what we have to get back to, right? The idea of – Well, the 30 minutes that he's out there, he needs to impact the game. Because, you know, the Cavs don't – they start Tristan Thompson as the as the five. And he got, needs to be – and who, Andre Drummond needs to be dominant in those moments. Who got a few too many rebounds, I thought, the other night. I mean, although although in, in fairness, I think most of the, in fairness I, to him, he's a good offensive rebounder. And most of the offensive rebounds were hurt, though, were the long ones. Where the guards couldn't run down the long ones. I thought that. I think Tristan Thompson's going to get a couple of offensive rebounds over the he course is, of the game. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. You know, he's, that's his part he of his skill against, set. He's going to do that against everybody. He yeah. Is. yeah. That's part of his thing. So, what do you think? I think, um, I mean, what do, you, what do you think about tomorrow night? Do you think, uh, is he thinking they have a shot to pull this off? I mean, well, I think they have a shot, but do, will they? And ultimately, I'm going to stick to my guns. I think somewhere the Pistons are going to manufacture a way to win game one three, game. Game three. Maybe game three to Because game four, if you're down 3-0, it's hard to win that game. Well, Unless might, Cleveland gives up, you know. Right? And there might be a part of it, too, also pride takes over, too, because you don't want them to get swept. Right. You don't get swept on your home floor. If they win it, you want them to win it in Cleveland. So you don't want them, you know, they wouldn't be celebrating. But, you know, they don't, you don't want to do the, the shake-off or the handshake in front of your home fans. You want to give the fans one last good memory for the year. I mean, part of you thinks that Cleveland could, will come out and win by 20 tonight. The way they play defense down the stretch, I mean, they really picked up their effort. If they, they come out, they don't really do that over forty-eight minutes. No, they though. don't. But they don't. They're going to have to if they want to win a title. They're going to have to start playing like that. But uh, I've watched Golden State recently, or the last two games against Houston, and that's exactly how they played. Yeah, but, they're playing a pretty bad team in the Rockets. No, they are. But just you can just see the defensive togetherness and energy. San Antonio, of course, that's their uh, that's their DNA, right? That's who they are this year. But but I think uh, I mean you you'd worry about that a little bit. Can Cleveland bring that bring that kind of effort? I don't know, Vince. I still think the Pistons. Um, I think they have a, a real good shot tomorrow night. I really do. Mm. So a Reggie Jackson game. You're thinking a Reggie Jackson game is going to happen in Game Two? I do. I do. I don't know if that'll mean a win or not, but I, I think he's going to play better, uh, a little bit more forcefully, play more with uh, within the structure down the stretch. You know what? And I thought he was fine until the last six minutes of that game. Yeah, took crunch time. He was fine. Yeah, which normally that's his. But it, Normally he will struggle if he's having an off night, and then he'll come down down the stretch. He's terrific, right? I mean he's he's turned himself into a heck of a, a late game player. So there you go. Sean Windsor predicts a Reggie Jackson game tomorrow night. Well, that's it, folks. Uh, thanks to Sean for joining us again. Follow him on Twitter at Sean Windsor. Pretty simple. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of Preaching Pistons. Check out the podcast at Freep.com or iTunes. Download Michigan.com's Pistons app, Pistons Extra, at the Apple App Store. I'm sorry, that's Extra with an X. And get it at the Apple App Store, and we will see you at the Palace.